It's time for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group with financial advisors Kevin Corhorn, Mike Bernard, and Josh Gregory. The Wise Money Show is brought to you by the attorneys at South Bank Legal, First State Bank, Diane Bennett and the Inspired Homes Team, and Bethel University Adult and Graduate Studies. Welcome to another episode of Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group, where every week we're helping you take your next wise step in your financial life. Thanks for being with us. My name is Mike Bernard. I am your host. I'm also one of the certified financial planners on the program. With me in the KFG studios today, certified financial planner Josh Gregory and special guest Ted Foster. That's right. And we're about a month away from Medicare open enrollment season. Are you ready to make a wise decision about your coverage? Do you need to be taking any any kind of action or making any kind of changes? This is a confusing area in most people's financial lives, and uh, that's why we have health insurance expert Ted Foster on the program today to help us get ready for this year's Medicare open enrollment. Usually we have Ted on really right as open enrollment's kicking off, and we decide to make it easy on you. So before you get (laughs) too, too busy, Ted, he's in the studio helping to share some wisdom with all of us. If you have any questions, uh, you know, health insurance, especially Medicare, this is confusing stuff. If you have any questions, reach out to us. Ted would love to help. We'd love to help. And of course, we can answer any questions here on the program in an upcoming show. You can find us online, wisemoneyradio.com. The blog's right there as well, wisemoneyblog.com. Wherever you do your social media in, you can find Wise Money. Just search the Wise Money Show. Specifically, the YouTube channel is up and running. I'd encourage you to like us there and subscribe to that channel and turn on notifications as well so you're up to date on all of the current um current uh well updates and and shows and all that sort of stuff and then lastly you can call or text 574-222-2000 that's 574-222-2000 all right, Ted, welcome back to Thank the program. You. Yeah, good to have you, Ted. We, we were just recounting before we, we got on the air that, uh, boy, Ted was the uh, was on the second show ever of the Wise Money Show. We're into our fifth year now, and Ted was on the second one and actually proved to us that maybe this could work. Our first episode was just terrible, and we were convinced we made a huge mistake. And then we had <laughs> Ted on to talk about health insurance, and we were like, wow, Ted, Ted was really good. That was a good show. I, I think, in fact, that on. was the only good show that whole first season. So it probably it? was. Well, it might still be the first, the only one. No. So anyway, no, there are some really good ones. <laughs> well, we're we're so Ted is a health insurance and Medicare expert, and he's been a regular uh, guest on the Wise Money Show. And so one of the things I, I appreciate about you, Ted, I told you this because we were talking about this on Monday about how important it is to have. Um, all the choices with health insurance and, and Medicare in retirement, um, try to make it as simple as possible. There's value to simplicity, and that's really the goal today. So there are lots of pieces to this. What I want to start with is just what is open enrollment? When are the date? Who needs to pay attention? Who needs to do something? So tell us everything you know about open enrollment. Okay. How long is this program? <laughs> so, so here's the thing. Uh, this open enrollment is October 15th to December 7th each year and then there are some additional special enrollments throughout the year but let's focus on just the annual open enrollment so who needs to who needs to be aware of open enrollment and that is really anyone that is already on Medicare has a plan has a drug plan 
as a Medicare Advantage plan or a Medicare supplement. And so they need to look at particularly their prescription drugs that they take and are planning to take next year. Open enrollment's our first opportunity to look at next year while we're still in this year and can make a change. Okay. And, and if you're listening today and maybe you're not age 65 or older, you have nothing to do with Medicare, but maybe a loved one who is counting on you to help be an extra set of eyes in their financial life, they may need you to be aware of these types of periods because who knows, maybe they have a change that uh, could be required in their financial life and they need you to point it out to them. Yep. And, and you know, People come in and think, well, I don't need to do anything. I have the same drugs. I've been taking these same drugs for several years, and I have a plan, and it's working great. Why would I need to look at this? And I've seen situations where when we go to the new year, the premium has changed. Now, drug formularies, you have to be notified. You would get a letter if you're taking a prescription that is on formulary but is going to come off formulary. So you would know that, provided that you read your mail that comes from the drug company. I was going to say, does that look like an advertisement or look like junk mail? It looks like an EOB. Oh, really? That's that's the Mm. kind of, you know, because it comes from, you know, I'm on Medicare. I have a, a particular plan in Michigan. And every time you get a prescription or fill your prescriptions, you get an explanation of benefits. So you get quite a few of those throughout the year, especially if a person would take six or eight drugs a month. So you see a lot of those. And and so when you get a letter, you think, oh, it's just another explanation of benefits. Yeah. I don't really need to pay attention to this. So I, I run into people a lot that have gotten that letter but didn't realize it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so – does it mainly apply to the prescription drug coverage you mentioned if you're already on Medicare or even Medicare Advantage have have a supplement subscription drug then you should be doing something um, or at least be aware it applies to you but does it mostly apply if for your prescription coverage Yes. Okay. <laughs> Short answer, yes. Uh-huh. But here's the thing that get, gets confused a lot. People think open enrollment is for all Medicare products, and, and it is not. Uh, Medicare supplements can be changed or renewed any time of the year, provided your health allows and so on. So, so that doesn't happen, have to happen during open enrollment. But if you have a Medicare Advantage plan or a prescription drug plan, this is that time of year we can you can make a change. Okay. Okay. Interesting. So uh, that's why you started on this topic of of, uh, prescription drugs. And I I think I maybe take that for granted sometimes that if you're on a prescription that it's it's just going to stay the same indefinitely but doctors are changing uh you know which medication they're prescribing maybe they think something new could work a little bit better and all of a sudden there's a different concoction going on there and it could actually change which medicare um, prescription plan that you ought to be on then yeah and let me just say this because i've gotten several calls There are a lot of mailers this year saying big changes are coming. Everybody, uh, not everybody, but many of our people are getting letters asking to buy insurance. They're really solicitation letters. But they have on the envelope, big changes are coming. You have to look at this. And then they call me and they go, are there big changes coming? And the answer is yes. Uh, 2020 is the year that uh, they're going to close the donut hole, the uh, coverage gap. I've looked at the formula. We can't see next year's plans yet, but I've, I've looked at the formula. I've pulled out a few clients' uh, folders, looked at their drug list, and did put a pencil to it mm-hmm. of what it's going to look like. And we really need to review drugs this year. 
very, very important. Do, do you mind explaining for our, our listeners what the donut hole is and the fact that this is closing? Why is that a big deal? I, I don't mind. I don't know if I can. But, uh, so, so, and here's what I say to people. If you were going to design a drug plan in the most complicated, hard to understand, hard to explain manner possible, this is it. <laughs> so, Good job, Congress. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> so here's how it has been. So you'd start out with just a deductible or, or no deductible, depending on the plan you choose, and then monthly copays, or if you do mail order, 90-day copays, and you would do that until the total cost of the drugs, what you pay, added to what the insurance company paid, reached a dollar amount. And the dollar amount has been adjusted yearly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe this year is around thirty-seven fifty. And so from from zero to thirty-seven fifty you had a deductible copays. Yep. From thirty-seven fifty up to about sixty four hundred, you would have a cost sharing. And cost sharing during a copay and cost sharing is always confusing to people. Copay is usually a flat dollar amount, Co- cost sharing is a percentage. So during that coverage gap or mm-hmm. donut hole, you are paying a percentage of the prescription. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's better, sometimes it's worse, depending on the prescription you take. Because if the percentage is 35% and your prescription drug is $100, that's easy math, $35, maybe your copay for that drug was $65. Mm-hmm. So, oh, good, yeah. I'm in the donut Mike, hole. Mike, are you following this math? Yes, I'm glad thanks. Ted thanks, is Josh. the one doing it, not you, On by the, the way. other side of the donut hole, then, what happens? Uh, well, good things. Uh, so when you get to the catastrophic coverage, you pay 5% of the cost of your prescriptions the rest of the year. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so if I was summarizing that in layman's terms, uh, your prescription drugs, when you're on a Medicare uh, prescription plan, the, the drugs start out cheap, then they get expensive for a while, and then they could possibly get cheap again. Typically. And that's the, the yep. donut hole. But you said that's going away in 2020? It is. And so as I read it, they're going to go to a deductible and then a co insurance, not co-pays, but co-insurance. It's going to be a percentage from the day one, uh, 25%. And so it's going to be a little bit, well, we need to look at it. Yeah. Well, we uh, we also need to talk about, okay, what are the different parts of Medicare? What is a Medicare Advantage plan? Some of you might have listened to that first segment and said, wait, I'm, a, I'm, already, I'm already lost. We need to actually take a step back and explain some of the basic parts. We're going to be doing that next. And then we have several great, great questions coming up about Medicare and health insurance. So that and more coming up here on Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Are you prepared to make a wise decision this Medicare open enrollment period? That is what we're talking about today. Thanks for being with us. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. My name is Mike Bernard. Here with me in the KF2 studios, Josh Gregory and health insurance expert Ted Foster. Thank you to the attorneys at South Bank Legal for making the Wise Money Show possible, as well as First State Bank. Thank you very much. If you have any questions for us or a question for Ted, maybe you're dealing with your own Medicare issues and have questions, have needs, reach out to us, 574-222-2000. You can call or text us there. 
800-574-222-2000. Online, wisemoneyradio.com. You can submit questions right there on the right, and then all sorts of contact info is right there as well. And then all over social media, you can just search the Wise Money Show, and wherever you are at in social media, I'd encourage you to just subscribe and like the content there so you're up to date on all future communications. Okay, so we just are kind of exiting this open enrollment explanation and getting into the basics of what in the world um, your decisions are and and what the parts and pieces are of Medicare. But but um, at the break, we were talking about something pretty pretty important, and that is Ted was sharing that this donut hole is potentially being. Well, let's just say changed. I don't want to say resolved or or it's it's going to change. And even though we're recording this in advance, and so Medicare open enrollment is still a month out, um, we're just encouraging sit down with a Medicare expert during open enrollment. Even if you think nothing's changed, everything's fine, you should likely sit down anyway. But this year, especially, sit down with someone like Ted. Is that right, Ted? Correct. All right. Okay, so let's back up. Right at the time of your life when you want health insurance to be really, really simple, it completely changes. And I often tell people that at age 65 or when you retire, if it's, if it's later than that, you're going to make one of the biggest health insurance decisions you'll make in your life, maybe the biggest. And it's complicated. So, Ted, try to break it down for us, the different parts and plans. And you do a great job of this. I've heard it several times. But what are the basics with Medicare? Okay. And, you know, and I, in preparation for this, I just wrote down just so that I wouldn't forget something. Uh, and then as I look at what I wrote down, gee, I wonder why this is confusing. So there's A, B, C, D. MA, MAPD, PDP, Medicare Supplements MS, and letters A through N of MedSupps. Wow. So right. I don't know why this is confusing to, any, to anyone. Yeah. So, so, so <laughs> but let's just, it isn't that bad. And people, if you get, ra- if you get wrapped up in the details, it, it can drive you a little crazy. So just, it's, let's make it easy. So you're going to be going on Medicare for whatever reason. You're turning 65, you've been on a group plan and you're 70 years old and now you're gonna retire and come off the group. So you, step one is you need your Medicare Part A and Medicare Part B. If you don't have them already, then you wanna go and get those. Mm-hmm. So you, and you do that at the Social Security office or online with Social Security. Uh, I recommend, I mean, either way is okay if you're really confident with the online enrollments. But I have had situations where we did online enrollments and had a confirmation number, and they didn't honor that. So that's always a little scary for me. So I really recommend you just go take take the time, go to the Social Security office, ask your questions about A and B, and get enrolled. Uh, so then you ha- now you have your Medicare A and B. You get a little red, white, and blue card. Come in, and you're going to do you're going to make decisions between do I want a Medicare supplement that pays pretty much all of my bills, but has a little higher premium, and then add a drug card to that? Or do I want to pay a low premium and have a Medicare Advantage plan with drugs and pay a low premium but have some co-pays as I go along? This is the choice. And so what what Ted said is you're going to get A 
and B. A is essentially hospital coverage. B is doctor visits. And, and those would be what you'd call traditional Medicare? Is that well, a safe term to use? Well, that's where I was going. Yes. Yeah, okay. so, so when you add a supplement and a prescription drug card, that's usually what I call traditional yes. Medicare. And then, But if you don't go that route and you go the advantage route, which is Medicare Part C, then... That, that, that's the distinction. You go traditional Medicare, A, B, D in a supplement, or you go Medicare Advantage, which is A, B, but really C. Yeah. Yeah. So, right? That sounded so, right? absolutely ridiculous. It is let, ridiculous. Let, let me rephrase that, and you're accurate, but let me rephrase it a little okay. bit. So if you take a Medicare Advantage plan C, plan C, you opt out of A and B. You actually opt out of Medicare and buy a health insurance plan directly from an insurance company, sort of like you've done your whole life through your group insurance or individual health. But you still have to pay for Part B. Mm -hmm. So to have a Medicare Advantage plan, you have to have A and B and then the Advantage plan. Right. So just keep that in mind. Yeah. Uh, and then if you have uh, drugs covered some other way, maybe you could need a Medicare Advantage plan, C, with no drugs. So those are decisions that we look at, look at with your professional and choose the right option and go forward. Wow. Okay, so what are the what are the cost differences and and I know I'm putting you on the spot there, but let's just run through maybe cost of A, I'm setting you up there and cost of B, but then maybe some I mean you said a Medicare Advantage Route it is a little cheaper monthly. I don't know if you want to put any context to that. Okay, so so let's do A first. I can handle that. One. Okay. <laughs> so A, as long as you've worked and paid into Social Security throughout your life, or your spouse has, then A is at no cost in retirement. Uh, if you have not, and that's a rare, but it happens. Used to happen more often with farmers where they didn't pay into their Social Security throughout their working life, and now we'd have to pay for A. And so it is possible that a person has to pay for A, but generally we talk about that as a zero cost. Medicare Part B has a base premium of $135.50 per month. And the reason I say base is that is based on your income two years ago. Yeah. And there's a chart, and we look at it if you're single and if you're couples. And just to simplify that and where you have to start thinking about that is two years ago, if you're single and your income was over 85000 then we're going to pay a higher premium for B. If you're a couple and you file a joint tax return and your income was over 170000 two years ago, you'll pay a higher premium. I feel like this is just such a great example of one way that your, your insurance planning in retirement and your tax planning have to be married together because you don't want to have that surprise happen to you where, you know, you, you sell some major asset. Maybe you sell off the part of the family farm or, or part of your business or something, and you realize two years later that you had a spike in income, and now all of a sudden, for an entire year, you're going to pay way more in Medicare Part B premiums, and you never saw it coming. And way more is accurate in a situation like that where you sold a very large asset or a lot, not even very large. So as long as if it was, uh, if you get above 320000 you're paying 433.40 rather than $135.50. And I, I'm, a, I'm a value person instead of a cost person. 
you're not getting anything extra for that hire. So I I don't want to to make it sound like, well, you're going to get three times the coverage for three times the cost. Nope, you get the same thing. Yeah, you do. Ted, can you explain how those Medicare Part B premiums get paid, the logistics of it? Sure. As soon as I get to finish one point that I wanted to. (laughs) So, So here's the thing. If you had your situation that you described, Josh, uh-huh. you can appeal to Social Security and very likely not have to pay the high premium. Okay. If it's wow. a one-year spike, certain situation like that, you have a very good chance you won't have to pay that. However, if you've been in the 170000 over range and then all of a sudden you have the spike of 500000 you're probably not going to get Hmm, uh, really. win the appeal. But if you've yep. been a, a, a working person that suddenly had an event and then no more events, you know, and you're earning fifty, sixty, seventy thousand. They'll probably not charge you the extra money. Mm. Okay. We've actually shared stories on on the air before of couples who file their tax returns separately from each other. They're married, but they file separately, and in doing so, you know, they were just kind of keeping their finances segregated and and nice and tidy, but uh, it caused one spouse to pay a lot more in Medicare Part B premiums. And we were able to show them, literally, we could save them a few grand a year, uh, in, in one case I'm thinking of, by just filing their taxes jointly. So this has to be something you consider in the context of an overall financial plan. Okay. Let me answer that question. I think I have time. Uh, so, so your original question, Josh, was how do you pay it? it? If you're drawing Social Security, it comes out of your Social Security check. If you are not drawing Social Security, you'll write a check once every three months. That's right. Perfect. Bill you. All right. We've got several common questions as it relates to Medicare and making Medicare decisions, how it works in the planning. So we've got that and more coming up here on Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. How do you decide between going the traditional Medicare route or going Medicare Advantage? Do you even understand what I just asked you, <laughs> right? This stuff is so confusing. But we're breaking it down today. We've got special guest Ted Foster here in the studio. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. My name is Mike Bernard. Here with me, Josh Gregory, and like I said, health insurance expert Ted Foster. Thank you to Bethel University Adult and Graduate Studies, as well as Diane Bennett and her team at Inspired Homes. Thanks for making the Wise Money Show possible. I'd encourage you, if you are not familiar with the YouTube channel, go check it out. Uh, just search Wise Money Show, like and subscribe to it, turn on notifications so that as we push out more content and more videos, you're notified of that. WiseMoneyRadio.com is how you find us online. You can submit questions right there. And then 574-222-2000, you can call or text in questions for the show, 574-222-2000. Okay, so I want to transition into some questions here, but um, we kind of left off on cost, if you will, Ted, I mean, or, or this decision between uh, traditional Medicare, A, B, D, and a supplement, is what I usually say, or Medicare Part C, and sort of the, the cost difference, that's kind of not fair, but can you touch on that a little bit? So I can help you choose a, probably the right plan, the perfect plan, or near-perfect plan, 
if you will just tell me what your health conditions will be for well for the rest of your life. <laughs> uh, so so that's that's the problem. I mean, that, yeah. That's always a challenge. And so like with all of our insurance products, how long have we paid homeowners insurance and never had a claim? But we're not going to quit because we want those things covered. We want things paid for. And so now we decide, am I going to pay a, a little bit higher premium for a Medicare supplement? And let's just put a ballpark number on it of, of $110 a month. Some are less, some are more, but let's just say that. And then my medical bills for the year will be whatever the Part B deductible is. This year it's $185. And you literally go through the year and you pay out of pocket $185. So that part is pretty pretty great. And uh, you know, having being on Medicare, surprising how quick you hit the 185, and then the rest of the year you just don't have to worry about it much. Uh, so. We'll just uh, so that that would take care of the Medicare mm-hmm. and the Medicare supplement, and then you, you know would... what? Can I interject for a second? Sure. Because this is actually often a very pleasant surprise for retirees. They they get into retirement, they have Medicare in place and a Medicare supplement, and then they have some sort of a surgery or or some sort of procedure or whatever, and they're just waiting for the massive bills to roll in because that's what they were used to back when they were working or whatever, and the bills just don't really come. That at least this is what they report to us because the Medicare supplement often covers almost everything. I, I've heard people say this is the best insurance I've ever had in my whole life. I've heard that too. Has yeah. that been your observation? It, it is. It, it and on Medicare at, at at my age compared to your age, one of your clients came in this week and he walked in and he sat down and he says, "It's nice to meet you." He's turning sixty-five. He says, "You're not thirty-five years old." <laughs> hey now, <laughs> hey. And, uh, and, and he says, "I was expecting that." But uh, so we had a nice visit. But so here's the thing. I'll give you a short story. Try to keep it short. So so second of January, I I was sick. Uh, and so weak, and, and I, it, I was sure I had the flu, but I didn't have the correct symptoms. So I go to the doctor, and he says, I'm sure you have the flu, but you don't have the correct symptoms. So at your age, maybe you had a stroke. Next thing I know, I'm at the hospital having a chest X-ray and an EKG to make sure, or not an EKG, but a uh, CT scan yeah. to make sure yeah. I hadn't had a stroke. And I had not. I had the flu. But it didn't present correctly. Wow. At 40 years old, they would not make that leap. Yeah. At my age, they do. So how much does that cost for the day? Yeah, right. You know, several thousand dollars. cost me 185 Yeah. Wow. And, and so it just works like that. Right. So, so as a retiree, as people are retired and they want to travel more and they want to enjoy their life, the simplicity is in my opinion, probably worth the money. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you need a drug card to go along with that, and the, and the drug card is usually, I think our national average is $34 per month. Uh, I do want to back up on, on one thing we talked about, and that is if you are over the 170, 170,000 of income and you get an increase in Part B, you will also get an increase in your Part D That's premium. right. I um, often yeah, that's it's easy to forget. It's, mm-hmm. it's really easy to forget until the bill comes and it's twice what we thought it would be. And then, oh. then we remember. Mm-hmm. So we don't, want, we don't want to forget that. The, the Medicare Advantage premium is less. Now, sure. it's going to feel more like traditional insurance during mm-hmm. your working career 
career. So it's going to be much more than likely, much more than $185 total out of pocket during the year. But the monthly premium will be a little bit less than that. Monthly premium is is as low as zero. Yeah. Uh, so you're going to pay your zero, twenty, forty, fifty bucks. Not much. Not, not much. You're going to pay your Part B premium, even though you're opting out, mm-hmm. it, right? So you're you're going to pay the one thirty two, right? One thirty five. One thirty five fifty. Um, but your Medicare Part C might not even have a premium. Might be very low. So yeah. it is a tough choice. Yes. And and the numbers can be a little scary when you look at them because you're out of pocket. Uh, maximum might be $4,500 in network and out of networks, 10000 because we do have to pay attention to networks. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say this. You will have to have a lot of activity to ever meet the out of pocket maximum in network or out of network, either one. Because you uh, an open heart surgery where you're in and out in a couple of days probably wouldn't you wouldn't meet that out of pocket maximum. Really? Wow. But if you had cancer treatment where it was day after day after day year you know for the year then you then you might or probably would. But it's kind of odd to look at the the giant catastrophic claim mm-hmm. and you go oh boy I'm gonna hit this 4500 today. Uh, Maybe I, not. I had a, a person had a, a heart procedure one day in the hospital $135,000 spent one night $135,000 that won't get you to the $4,500. You're kidding. It won't wow. Because what so, was it? It was a one-day surgery a couple specialist visits a couple of tests and that's that. So, so, so it's hard to grasp when would I meet yeah. the 4,500, but not very often. Okay, so so Josh, you shared earlier, you touched on a point that we've touched on before, and that is how important it is to make sure your tax planning is coordinated with your health insurance planning. All of that means you need comprehensive financial planning, all right? Um, but how do you choose, and then how do you plan for this from a retirement standpoint when you're projecting out? Say... Say you're 50 years old, trying to plan retirement. How do you how do you factor all of this in? Yeah, you know. Um, so I'll I'll talk for those who are not yet to retirement, and you're trying to kind of gauge what kind of budget should you be planning for these types of expenses. Because when we were on retirement projections. We're, we're trying to guesstimate what level of, of outflow, what level of spending are you going to have in retirement, and one major component of that is how are you going to cover health care. And um, we, we think in terms of layers of coverage quite often. And earlier in the show, Ted was sharing with us that you have Medicare Part A that's free, generally. Medicare Part B. No cost, Kevin would say. Yeah, that's, no right. that's right. We don't free. call it free. <laughs> Taxpayers are paying for that. That's right. Uh, Part B is an out-of-your-pocket cost. It's it's deducted out of your Social Security benefits every single month. And then you also get a, a prescription drug, drug plan and then a Medicare supplement plan. That's one way to package or to layer your coverages. And we often assume somewhere between 300 325 bucks a month or so is kind of a, a general rule of thumb to, to budget for. But just know, like every other health insurance policy you've ever seen on the planet, it goes up in cost over time. So you have to you have to recognize that 
day one of retirement, your spending level, including your health care, is not going to be the same 10 years in. Mm-hmm. And that's why uh, this has such a major impact on your retirement outlook, your retirement planning. You have to assume that costs are going to keep on rising, and you need a game plan that can account for that. You've, If you're a regular listening listener to the show, you've heard me um, complain about online retirement calculators because the assumptions they make, they're just bogus and they're just too basic. For for you and what we do at, at KFG is we actually budget out in your retirement spending a separate expense for your Medicare coverage for each you and your spouse so that we can inflate it at a different amount and so we make sure that you we've got that allocated and budgeted and part of your plan to see whether it works we've got a few additional questions for ted as well as a couple questions from fans of the show about health insurance and retirement so that and more coming up on wise money with corhorn financial group This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. The Wise Money Show is brought to you by the attorneys at South Bank Legal, First State Bank, Diane Bennett and the Inspired Homes Team, and Bethel University Adult and Graduate Studies. Thanks for being with us today. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. My name is Mike Bernard. Here with me in the KFG studios, Josh Gregory and special guest, health insurance expert, Ted Foster. We've been breaking down... Oh, as much of Medicare as we can and try to make it as simple as possible. It is confusing, though, folks. Right at the time you want it to be simple, it is confusing. So above and beyond anything, if you just take one thing out of today, uh, you need to be working with your certified financial planner to see how your health insurance decisions and retirement impact your entire plan and make sure your certified financial planner is working with a health insurance expert who knows what in the world they're talking about. Ted's on Medicare. He's been specializing in this for, I'll just say, a couple decades. Um, so very, very experienced, and we collaborate with Ted all the time. That's what that's the approach you want when it comes to making decisions like this. Uh, we've got a few more questions to hit. If you've missed anything, a few ways you can catch up on all the content of this program and, and any previous episodes. Uh, first, you could go to the YouTube channel. Just search Wise Money Show. I've already mentioned, like and subscribe it. I'd, I'd encourage you, if you do like the content or know someone who also is on the cusp of a Medicare decision, I just share it and send it over to them. You can also do that with the podcast. Every episode we throw on iTunes and wherever you listen to podcasts, just search Wise Money Show. And I'd encourage you also to rate the show. Uh, that, of course, gives us some feedback, but but it also helps other people who are looking for content about wise financial principles. It, it makes us um, easily found. Um, and so I, I thank you in advance for that. Um, and lastly, online, wisemoneyradio.com is where you can listen to previous episodes and even submit a question as well. Okay, so Ted, we were talking about the big choice when you're about to go on Medicare. Do you go traditional Medicare, A, B, D, and a supplement, or do you go Advantage plan, which is part C? What if you make a decision and then say, oh, I made a mistake. I want to make a change. You can do that. Almost always. So, especially during open enrollment. Uh, so, if you really, whichever way you, you go, every year you're going to have an opportunity to change that decision between October 15th and December 7th. So, if you have 
traditional Medicare and you want to go to a, a Medicare Advantage, that's when you do that. If you want to, if you have a Medicare Advantage and you want to go to a Medicare supplement and your health is okay, you can do that. Right. That's that's, that's the, the caveat, key. isn't it? Because if you if you make this choice and say, boy, Medicare Advantage Part C is going to be cheaper, and you know what, I'm pretty healthy, so I'll go with that. And then down the road, you get the cancer diagnosis and say, gosh, it's going to cost a lot more. Let me switch to Medicare a supplement plan. You're not going to be able to because no. you have to prove it. You've got to go through health underwriting. Correct. So, yep. so. all right. And then, and then lastly, of course, we started the program talking about open enrollment and October 15th to December 7th. Um, but let's talk about someone who's about to age in mm-hmm. to age 65 and, and Medicare. You know, they start getting tons of mail pretty early. What, what do they start around 40 these days? <laughs> um, but when, when should someone? <laughs> when should someone? Come see you, see it, see an expert. Type. Yeah, they want to see their expert about. I like to have them come in five or six months in advance, but certainly at least ninety days in advance. Go sit down, talk about what do I do, how do I do it, what are the steps, and and not make decisions at that point. That's really just the first interview to help help them make that transition correctly. Yeah, because whether you're coming, turning aging in is probably the easiest. Coming off a group plan at a later date is not hard but it does have some extra steps and people read things and think oh no i'm gonna have to pay a penalty probably not as long as you're in a group of more than 20 employees it won't be a penalty. that's a good point because we often think of uh, medicare as something you get in place at age 65 but there are some circumstances when maybe you don't actually join uh, the government's plan until some later date can can you talk more about that or clarify that yeah so so if i'm going to continue working at, and i'm have group health coverage and my employer has more than 20 people, then I do not need Medicare at all. Uh, and so we, we run into a situation quite often where people have a health savings account that they're putting into at their employer and they want to keep doing that. You need to go through this step to opt out of Part A and not enroll in B, of course, but you have to take that step and opt out of A. Don't just assume you don't have it. Uh, and then you can continue putting money in your health savings account. If you're not doing that, though, you may get A, and that's fine, but you don't want to pay the money for B until you need to whenever whenever that retirement date or termination date of your coverage is. Because if, if you're still on a group plan, to pay for Part B would be a redundancy, just extra money out of your pocket may not actually really help you a whole lot. It could be a waste, it potentially. Actu- it actually sometimes really is a waste. There are different rules if you are new to Medicare or just coming off a of group insurance. And so not only did you pay 135.50, you made the transition just a little bit. You have fewer options. Hmm. So that that I don't extreme case, but I had one person get back out of B, wait 2 months before they retired, then they were new to Medicare and it gave us the new to Medicare rules rather than the group rule coming off a group rule. Oh, boy. Wow. What a mess again. I want to say this, because I know you guys have questions, but I want to say this. If you definitely need to meet with someone, and when you meet with an advisor, whoever they are, if you walk out of there going, wow, I'm more confused than I was when I went in, you've got to go see someone else. That's exactly right. I had a gentleman in this last week, and he he said he had met with the, the advisors that his employer recommended. And he, and he came to me and he says, 
I met with those guys for an hour and a half, and I'm more confused than I was before I went in there. Mm. I said, well, let's see if we can simplify this a bit. And so, and we we did, and we got to the end, and I said to him, I said, no, you know, just be honest with me. I mean, did it, does that make sense to you now? And he says, I got it. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's I, awesome. You know, that not not to not to boast about KFG, but I just hearing you say that, Ted, you have the heart of a teacher. Josh has the heart of a teacher. That's one of the qualities that we look for when we're adding people to the KFG's team. And and now you can see why, right? Because this stuff is complicated. You want someone to break it down and make it simple so you can understand it and make a great choice. Okay, first question here. This is a this is fantastic. Elaine is sixty one from Mishawaka. Here's what she she asked. I'm going to retire from teaching um, in the public schools in the next year or two. She's 61. Is it best to go with the health insurance offered through my retirement package or to get insurance somewhere else? Okay, great question. Congratulations, Elaine, on retiring at 61. Uh, so, so here's the thing. It's just a, it's just a math problem. It's not, it's not difficult at all. It's a math problem. What does it cost me to be on my retiree coverage, and what does it pay for? Mm-hmm. And what does it cost me to go on an Affordable Care Act plan, um, and, and what does it pay for? Mm-hmm. And so it's the, the only unknown in there really is what claims might I have between now and age 65, but it's a math problem. Mm-hmm. Is there a question about the um, retiree medical and whether that will be a good supplement when the, when you reach 65 or do you do you scrap that plan and get a normal supplement plan anyway it's still a cost issue really and so so you're 65 and you go okay i can have a med sup and i can have this and this and it's going to cost me x number of dollars i stay on my group plan it's going to cost me so much i go to a medicare advantage plan i anticipate it'll cost this much so it's it's really just a math problem. So it's really the same analysis that everyone needs to do at age 65. It's just that some of these teachers have a third option to consider because they have a retiree benefit maybe available to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, it, and, it, and a lot of times it's a good option. COBRA, uh, if, if you didn't have that and you were just leaving the employer and you have, co- you have an option for COBRA coverage. Mm-hmm. Remember, COBRA is the average age of the, all, the whole workforce. Yeah. If you're at 62, you're on the high side average, but you're paying the premiums of a 42-year-old. Right, at the average So you have to really just look at the math. Yeah. And not to turn this into an advertisement for Ted and his skills and help and everything, but that's actually one of the things I'll just say publicly that I appreciate about you, Ted, is I've had many clients who are facing these types of choices. They come to retirement. It's kind of a fork in the road. They've got to choose how they're going to structure their health insurance. And maybe they have just the two options we've been talking about on the show, that they have Medicare and all the different layers that come with that, or maybe they'll do a Medicare Advantage plan. Maybe, like Elaine's question here, uh, they even have retiree benefits available to them. And I, I love the fact that you will sit down with them and help them do that cost analysis, that comparison between their two or three choices, and help them arrive at a decision that they're confident in. Yeah. I appreciate that about you too, Ted. Thanks so much for being on the program today. Again, I, I think I think you made it simple, but we also illustrated that your health insurance choice needs to fit within your overall financial plan. There's tax issues. There's, of course, cash flow issues. There's retirement projection, budgeting issues, protection planning, of course. So it's got to fit within your financial plan. So, all right. On behalf of Ted Foster, Josh Gregory, myself, and all of us at KFG, have a great weekend. We'll see you next Saturday for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. 
Securities offered through Silver Oak Securities, member FINRA slash SIPC. Advisory services offered through KFG Wealth Management, LLC. Doing business as Corhorn Financial Group. KFG Wealth Management, LLC and Silver Oak Securities Incorporated companies are unaffiliated.